It had been two years since James Jolly had returned to Missouri. He had not gone far into the state before he randomly selected an acreage just outside of Mountain View, Missouri. It was a hidden and beautiful slice of woods and farmland where he knew no one and no one knew him. And like the town's name said, it did have a view of the mountains, although not nearly as majestic, high or grand as the mountain views of Colorado or other places, but it was now home, and that was all that mattered. He had even started a small herd of cattle, but was thinking about expanding both it and his acreage. The month before, he had by chance run into his deceased mother's old brother, Arvel Jolly, at the Mountain View Saloon. He hadn't seen Arvel, or Arv, as he usually went by, since his mother's untimely death at the hands of Alonzo Papa Cantrell. As it turned out, Arvel was only stopping by Mountain View on his way to nearby Devil's Elbow, Missouri, where a friend of Irv's was caring for the remainder of his once large herd. Arvel was now living in Knob Noster, and was a retired old-time marshal who had once been a deputy under the likes of Wild Bill Hickok, Wider, and others. Why, Bill was never the same after he accidentally killed his deputy Mike Williams in 71, Arvel said excitingly. Mike come running out an alley to help when he heard gunshots, and Bill whirled around and shot him, thinking it was friends of the fella he had just shot. Cause that was a few years after I'd been his deputy. Arv drew his breath and took another drink as he stood there leaning on the brass rail of the Mountain View Saloon. He stroked his long, flowing silver mustache. For all the world, he looked like he could have been one of the Yurt brothers. His black suit and wide-brimmed black hat completed the picture and added to the impression. Yep, Arf continued, it done ruined Wild Bill as a marshal. And it wasn't his fault, just an accident. Mike was his friend and deputy, and Bill never put on a badge again after that. Jim Jolly knew the sad story, but said nothing. Hickok was now dead, as were Billy the Kid, General Custer, Jesse James, and so many others. The Old West was dying, and there stood Arville Allen Jolly, his mother's only surviving brother, an old man from a time quickly slipping away. Arv tugged on his lion-esque mustache again and briefly removed his hat to reveal a still, thick mane of silver hair. Times and things is changing, that's for sure. But I hear tell that Wyatt Earp has even trimmed back his mustache. Seems everybody's shaving theirs off. It ain't right, I'll tell you. It ain't manly. Arv took another drink of rye. His bulbous nose had turned slightly red. It was getting harder and harder to think of Arvel Jolly as an old-time lawman these days, but that's what he was, and that was what he would always be. Oh, would you consider selling off your herd? Jim suddenly said out of the blue. To me? Arvel cocked his head to one side and gave Jim a quizzical look. Then he smiled. A vain old jagged scar from Bowie Knife became visible on his left cheek. 
Funny thing you should ask, Arvell said. I was just thinking about selling off my herd the other day. I'm living on about an acre on the edge of Knob Noster now, and I really don't need worrying about them cows and devil's elbow. Hate to admit it, but I'm getting old, you might say. Not you, Arv, Jim chuckled as he put his hand on Arvel's shoulder. Yes, it's, uh, it's true. Can I take a look at them? Why, sure. Just three hundred head of shorthorns, but Willis has them fat and sassy. We can ride and look them over tomorrow morning. A large man at the back of the bar leaned forward, listening. After Jim and Arvell left, he rose from the table and threw a silver dollar down as the barkeep took away his bottle. As he headed out the door, he thought to himself how easy the ride to Devil's Elbow would be.